up everybody welcome back to another episode of can you dig it a podcast by the silver screen and roll network i'm one of your hosts jacob rude Uh, it's a holiday weekend and honestly we probably would not have recorded under normal normal circumstances but the uh, lakers obviously hire a brand new head coach so we wanted to uh to give you guys something short and sweet to uh talk about this because it's pretty exciting the best Friday news dump uh, in quite some time, I can remember. Uh, what was your reaction, uh, Christian, to the Lakers hiring Darvin Ham on Friday evening? I was a fan. Um, I mean, we obviously, as uh, you know, this podcast is recorded and published every week. So there is uh, audio of us endorsing Darvin Ham as head coach. So anybody that listens to the podcast, it shouldn't have come as any surprise that uh, we're happy with the hire, but overall, I'm just kind of happy with the process that they went through. Um, It seems all of the notable head coaching candidates outside of like Mike D'Antoni, who for obvious reasons uh, probably was never going to take the (laughs) job. uh, You know, they, they scouted all of the names that, I think people that care about this kind of stuff, uh, you know, view assistant coaches as future head coaches. Uh, the Lakers interviewed all of those guys. And so, and, and I think of those guys, Darvin Ham was probably the guy that, uh, you know, most analysts pegged as the, you know, if it was a matter of when, not if he was going to become a head coach. And uh, <laughs> I was going to say it's uh hard to be the Lakers as your first head coaching job, but we'll see how uh, attractive it is a, a few months from now. Ham becomes just the second first-time head coach the Lakers have hired in the last 28 years. Uh, hopefully goes better than the last one, which was obviously Luke Walton. Uh, he has a low bar to clear to be better than that one, but he... Yeah, he was tabbed pretty early on, but well, even before this year, like in in previous years, he was a guy that most thought uh, should have already been a head coach, as you said. So uh, he came into this um, as one of the top candidates, even when it we thought names like Quinn Snyder, Nick Nurse, people like that were available. Those guys obviously ranked a little higher, but Darvin Ham was right up there with them and realistically was probably the top target. Um, and I, I would say free agents. He's technically not a free agent, but of guys who weren't already head coaches, he was probably the right. top guy on that list. Did it surprise you at all? The Lakers gave him a four-year deal and that was a big point of contention. Last time around, there was a report that they'd kind of learned of their mistakes. Then were you surprised to see it's a four-year deal? Yeah, it was, but I think it makes sense given the situation that they're in. And it's another reason I think, you know, his hire was such a home run because, you know, very, very early on in the the head coaching search, you and I talked about 
you know, this balancing act that they had to do with the uncertainty of, you know, LeBron James' future with the organization and the, you know, Anthony Davis plus another star or Anthony Davis plus, you know, role players, whatever the future was going to be for the Lakers, they had to hire a coach who, one, couldn't control a locker room full of stars or at least a locker room full of veterans with championship aspirations. And in a doomsday scenario where, you know, LeBron leaves and you're left with a two-way superstar in Anthony Davis and max uh, a max-level free agent slot um, or just young talent, depending on which direction they go, you kind of wanted somebody that could wear both hats well. And I think Darvin Ham fits that description to a T. I mean, maybe the most glowing endorsement outside of us, Jacob, was uh, LeBron James on Twitter. Yes, that was a close second. Uh, LeBron yeah. <laughs> seemed uh, very excited about it. Uh, to quote, so damn excited. Congrats and wel- welcome, Coach D. Ham. Also hilarious, as we record this, it is – uh, Sunday afternoon. The Lakers have not announced it. LeBron James has announced it. Magic Johnson, who was advising in the process, announced it and also shared our link on Twitter, which was surreal. Uh, <laughs> Chauncey Billups, friend of Darvin Ham, uh, said that he talked to Darvin Ham this weekend and he was excited to start. So literally all we're waiting on is an official announcement from the Lakers. I don't know why they haven't, I guess they want to wait for Memorial day to really get everybody excited. I'm not sure, but another uh, to that point about him being great with superstars, Giannis was another one who um, endorsed him going and getting a head coaching job. He told Woj quote, I'm so happy for him. He's the right fit for them. He keeps it real for you. No BS at all. It's about damn time. He deserves it more than anyone. And as you said, that could pay dividends in a number of ways, because obviously the Lakers have two superstars on the roster right now. Well, I guess three. Uh, That wasn't meant as a shot at Russ. Uh, Two and a half, we'll say. Um, And so working with them is going to be a positive. But if that as you said, doomsday's scenario happens where LeBron leaves, then you have a guy who has a history of connecting with superstars that is going to be there along with Anthony Davis to pitch to free agents, presumably the superstars the Lakers are going to chase. Uh, he's going to be pitching to them to come to L.A. Um, I know that's a few years down the road that that could happen, but I mean, he is signed to a four year deal. So that's part of the process. Uh, and he's able, he seems like someone that would be able to bridge that gap if the Lakers have to do some type of rebuild of some sorts. If LeBron leaves, uh, he's still a young coach that can do that, but he seems to be a coach that, um, I mean, not seems to be, he is a coach by all accounts that um, is able to communicate and get the respect of a team. And you can, you've seen what type of success a first year head coach has or can have Willie Green in New Orleans, Ime Odoka with Boston, hopefully only getting to a conference finals. We're recording <laughs> before the game tonight, but uh, both those guys, first year head coaches, and that's just recently. We've seen it elsewhere as well. Ty Lue, Steve Kerr, uh, both first year head coaches that had success. Uh, 
part of the way he's going to potentially have success though, is with a strong coaching staff around him. Um, for one, he's been given um, autonomy to hire whoever he wants, which shouldn't be a story, but considering how the Lakers handled the last coaching search and uh, forcing Jason Kidd onto staffs, even if they were right about him, uh, they did not give their last coach full autonomy with the coaching staff, but uh, he will have that. And Woj tweeted that uh, the expectation is for it to include head coaching experience. Terry Stotts remains a name that most people wanted. Um, he said that he did not want to be an assistant. He also said that when he was still in the running for a head coach, is he someone you think could be on the staff? And uh, regardless, who else do you think could fill this staff out? I mean, uh, of the guys that they interviewed that most people assumed were kind of interviewing for a lead assistant role in the event that they hired a first-year head coach like Darvin Ham or Charles Lee, um, you know, I think, Terry Stotts is probably, huh? I mean, given the fact that he said he didn't want to be an assistant, uh, I mean, that's not nothing. But like you said, that is also when he was in the running for a head coaching job. Uh, didn't have a job in the NBA last year, and there is only one other head coaching vacancy uh, in the NBA. So if he wants a job, it's there. Uh, but I think the more likely candidate for that lead assistant role, at least, uh, is Steve Clifford. Because if, if I remember correctly, when Steve Clifford w was with the Hornets, he wanted Darvin Ham as part of his coaching staff. And I imagine that uh, good grace will at least get him a spot on the bench, of, if not in a lead assistant role. I was, I was looking that up. I think i remember that when i was looking up stuff about darvin ham uh last week i remember there being something about that um so that could be interesting to see uh if that previous connection pays off in some way there's also a connection i did i accidentally found if i'm being honest between um darvin ham and kenny atkinson they both served as assistants in Atlanta under Mike Budenholzer. Um, honestly, I was searching on Getty for a picture of uh, Darvin Ham, and I just typed in Kenny Atkinson, and up pops a photo of the two of them in a huddle together with Mike Budenholzer uh, in Atlanta. So there is a connection there. They obviously um, made Kenny Atkinson one of the finalists, but they didn't actually interview him Uh he would have been third in line to interview after they interviewed Darvin ham. They simply offered him the job. So there is a connection there with Kenny Atkinson. Perhaps he uh, comes to the Lakers. Now he's probably going to be the like number two guy in golden state next season with Mike yeah. Brown going to Sacramento. So I, the Lakers would have to give him some sort of raise or, a title that he doesn't have in Golden State. Considering what the Lakers did last season with Scott Brooks, uh, they've been outbid before, so I don't know the likelihood of any of that happening, but there is a connection there. Um, the other name that I 
that seems a little obvious is Phil Handy. We've talked a lot about him. Ultimately, it never came out that he got a head coach interview of any sort, but he took to Instagram and was excited uh, for Phil Handy getting the job, or excuse me, Darvin Ham getting the job. Uh, any chance you think he sticks around on this coaching staff? Uh, I think so. And my reasoning for that is Darvin Ham seems like one of those guys that players and assistants are excited to work with. That's not to say Frank Vogel wasn't one of those guys, but it never felt like he was part of like that brotherhood almost. Um, I mean, uh, immediately when Darvin Ham got hired, you saw players around the league tweeting, like even Trey Young tweeted about how excited he was uh, for Darvin Ham to get the job and how big it was for the Lakers. And so I think with a guy like that, even somebody like Phil Handy, who made it no secret that he wanted to be a head coach in the NBA sooner rather than later. And I hope he gets that opportunity. But in the meantime, um, assuming he doesn't get the Charlotte Hornets job, which he hasn't been tied to, uh, I think the Lakers are, you know, a great spot for him. And I think he's somebody who probably has a similar line of thinking as Darvin Ham when it comes to player development and defense and star accountability. And it's a good person to have in your corner, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, star management. If Darvin Ham has a good relationship with LeBron James and Phil Handy has a good relationship with LeBron James, uh, you have good synergy between the front of the bench and, and the players on the bench. So, yeah, I'd hope he sticks around and, you know, just spitballing with Darvin Ham, Steve Clifford, and and Phil Handy, that's, that's not a, a bad bench. I think you could certainly do worse. And uh, spe- speaking of ties to, I guess, Darvin Ham or, or the Lakers, wasn't Steve Clifford? An, an assistant on the Lakers for a season with Darvin Ham, the 2012, 2013 season. Right. Uh, so I believe that was Mike D'Antoni's season, but uh, yeah, they were assistants together in LA. I'd be, uh, suffice to say, I'd be shocked if uh, <laughs> he isn't, he isn't on Darvin Ham's coaching staff. Yeah. And the phrase head coaching experience is interesting that Woj used because there isn't a lot of it on the kind of free agent market when it comes to coaches. Uh, you can look at the two coaches that were fired along with Frank Vogel this offseason. Luke Walton is not coming back. Um, James Borrego is very interesting, but there has been absolutely nothing linking him to the Lakers. Uh, yeah. He was – there were a number of things he was really good at in Charlotte, offense – was decent. He was really good with ATOs and out of bounds plays and things like that. He came from the Spurs, so from kind of Pop's uh, coaching tree. I would very much welcome him on the staff, but again, there's been absolutely nothing linking uh, him to the Lakers. But after that, and Steve Clifford, like Mike D'Antoni, like you said, is not coming back to the Lakers either. So uh, quickly, you kind of run out of um, potential names that could have head coaching experience, uh, unless you're bringing in Mark Jackson as the associate head coach, uh, which they're not, I would be uh, stunned if Mark Jackson left to be an assistant coach. Um, right. So 
it's going to be interesting. Steve Clifford, I would say, is probably the front runner for um, that kind of position because of all the ties to the Lakers, to Darvin Ham, things of that nature. So it's going to be interesting to see how this uh, coaching staff is filled out now. Uh, if there is there anybody else that was on the staff last year that you would want to see kept other than Phil Handy? Um. I think Miles Simon's been around for a while and has kind of, I guess, proven himself in the G League. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't heard anything bad about him, and I thought, he, I thought he's done a pretty decent job with South Bay. And he's a holdover from Luke Walton's coaching staff, and he's, you know, still with the team, so they must like him to a certain extent. So I wouldn't be surprised if he hung around. Uh, Fizz is another guy who, when you talk about LeBron guys, and if, if that's the, at least for next season, one of the priorities, I imagine he's a guy that probably wouldn't throw a fit about being an assistant with the Lakers still. Um, so yeah, I could see that, especially, I mean, if they're looking for head coaching experience, not exactly uh successful head coaching experience but fizz what fizz was objectively a head coach so he i mean not, there <laughs> well i was gonna say he did not have good experience as a head as an interim head coach with the lakers either this season but you're not wrong he was a head coach and i think just given the criteria that they want met and what's out there uh if fizz wants to come back that is somebody i would welcome back but uh yeah we'll see what happens i think now that the head coaching job's out of the way i don't know if you can say that the assistant coaching search is priority number two for the lakers uh i think i i saw a to-do list on twitter that was pretty funny and rightfully so the the number two priority on that to-do list was uh finding a taker for Russell Westbrook so we are not diving gonna, into uh, I mean that, we're not diving yeah, into Russ no. today because that could be a podcast no, in itself absolutely not. but it but that is interesting that is definitely the next news cycle that that we should all be buckling up for is what I'm saying yes and one last thing which I wanted to mention earlier when we were talking about having full autonomy of the coaching staff um mm-hmm. The last time the Lakers gave full autonomy to a first-year head coach in Luke Walton, uh, he hired a bunch of uh, presumably friends and Miles Simon among them. But uh, does that worry you at all that you're giving full autonomy to a first-year head coach? Um, no, uh, and that's only because he's been around so long. Like Luke Walton, prior to his Golden State job. Uh, did he have a job with the Cavs? No, I think he was. I think he was with the Lakers in the G League. So that I think is the biggest difference between Darvin Ham and Luke Walton for me, because there are a lot of guys that fit Darvin's, or in the past have fit Darvin Ham's. Uh, I guess experience and you know you want to talk about 
the Bud coaching tree and the Greg Popovich coaching tree. And, you know, Luke Walton was from the Steve Kerr coaching tree and technically the Phil Jackson coaching tree because of how well they got along. And, you know, those were all really big selling points for those guys. And, you know, obviously with Luke Walton, it didn't pan out. And for lots of guys, that kind of stuff doesn't end up living up to the hype. The one thing I'll say about Darvin Ham is he's a guy that's been around a long time, has had jobs on pretty successful teams, most recently those championship winning Milwaukee Bucks. And so, you know, for a guy like that to come in and be able to pick out his staff, make the calls that, um, you know, he he'll make to pick out his assistants. I think that's good. I think he probably knows the guys to call and the brains to pick. And I don't know if that could have been said about Luke Wallen and, and his limited uh, experience with the coaching staff. Like he wasn't just going to bring Steve Kerr's bench with him. And that's really outside of, you know, like you said, his buddies uh, and retired players, like that's all he had to work with. Yeah. <clears throat> when it came to Luke, he, he actually, I, I was looking this up as you were talking during the lockout, he signed on as an assistant coach with the university of Memphis uh, left there. Once the lockout ended, played a couple more seasons, but then uh, joined the defenders as a player development coach for one season was assistant in golden state for two seasons and then was head coach of the Lakers. So there were three years between him being an NBA coach, assistant yeah. coach, and being a head coach. Darvin Ham uh, started in the G League in 2008, started with the Lakers in 2011. So there are almost a dozen years of experience there. And I think that's one of the biggest differences is, plus along with that, as you said, Walton was only with the Golden State staff. Um, Ham has been with the Lakers. He's been with the Hawks. He's been with the Bucks. Uh, there's a lot of people he's interacted with. So uh, I, I'm not too worried about Darvin Ham and having the opportunity to hire guys because uh, he has met a lot more people <laughs> during his time as a coach than uh, Luke Walton did. So it's going to be interesting to see how that coaching staff has filled out, but I'm excited. Darvin Ham was kind of the guy once we realized that uh, a lot of our long shot options were going to remain long, long shots. So excited for Darvin Ham to take over and, and see what's in store for uh, the rest of this off season. We will have plenty of coverage throughout the rest of the week on the assistant coaches. And as you said, I'm sure Russ rumors will start to or continue really to stay uh, popping up. So appreciate you guys tuning in on this kind of holiday short episode. Uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you guys are listening to us at, and we'll be back next week with hopefully some more great news on the Lakers.